Welcome to the Libertarian Tex-Mex Podcast with your host, Cesar Aguirre. Hello, listeners. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, we passed up our 25th recording uh, on the last one, I believe, which is pretty cool. Um, still don't, you know, still figuring out how this fits into my life, uh, libertarian podcast, but definitely the poly- the topic of libertarianism and what it means is definitely a topic that I love doing. Especially because there's so much nuance to it. It's such a, a great area that I think a lot of people misunderstand. And a lot of that is obviously, I want to call it media propaganda. But it's definitely people who are either in the Democrat or Republican camp who are pretty much trying to muscle their way uh, from competition. Um, so, you know, obviously you kind of, I don't want to say bad mouth, but you definitely throw things that are probably not correct out there um very broad generalizations about um your competition or other people with ideas instead of you know sitting and listening and going and having you know a a decent conversation about a topic without you know being so stuck on a label that really doesn't mean anything i mean you think about it you know the core of libertarianism is about individuality and understanding that we all um, have different expressions of ourselves and you know from a political government perspective how do we maximize that capability for somebody to freely express themselves freely um, pursue the things that they want um, and own the things that they want to own you know life liberty and the pursuit of happiness is fundamental to libertarianism but it's also fundamental to individuality um, in the sense that we are unique you know people um regardless of our race gender ethnicity anything like that right if you think about broad generalizations towards um women or towards men or towards any uh, ethnic group like african-american hispanic whatever you think about the broad generalizations that those in, in individual single groups go through um you realize that that it breeds sexism racism um, you know, prejudice, everything like that. And the thing that really is the most upsetting about it is obviously because you don't always fit the mold into that, right? And that that's where I think you see that, why am I being judged off of this one characteristic um, when there's so many, so much more dynamics to my personality? And I think that's what really attracted me to libertarianism because I am definitely a person that has is multi-dimensional i'm not defined by one thing um and one thing does not control my entire life right my entire belief system you know it it serves as a as a dimension as a part of it but um i'm not i, I would i like to say i'm not beholden to one thing right um i'm only beholden to reality you know um so anyways uh, but i think fundamentally libertarianism has that idea of individual liberty individual freedom at the most maximal level 
but what does that mean you know and how does that how is that being applied and that's where you get the gray area of libertarianism um, but I think you know when we look at it it's really just arguing about degrees of how you execute that vision but I think fundamentally you know I think the major difference between a libertarian and let's say a Democrat and a Republican is fundamentally the belief about who controls who you know who has the final say and I think when you look at the parties as they are today they wield a lot of control um, and they try to lean you know policies and people towards them um, and they have their own vision of control I think that's really what it comes down to control versus freedom I think libertarians no matter what part of the spectrum you're in whether you are a you know um, anarcho-capitalist anarcho-communist mini-archist um, mainstream libertarian whatever it is um, you know whatever your system you believe fundamentally that people should be free to decide to live their own lives right and then how much government gets involved and how much government does to protect those individual freedoms or protect individuals that is just a matter of degree and execution you know in my opinion then you take it into context of the world events things like you know what we're dealing with right now coronavirus you know you don't see a major federal mandate on nationwide shutdown but you do see the federal government in support of state and local governments taking the action and I think that's probably the best system for now right meaning the governors and the mayors you know and the judges are the ones that are doing the stay-at-home orders um, you know essential employees um, you know all that stuff because I think it really gives a lot of power at the most local level to be to understand you know what works and what doesn't you know and I think that really gets as close as we can to the individual nature of people you know so maybe what works in California doesn't necessarily work in Texas or necessarily work in, in New York but um, and so I think that federal you know multi-state approach and trying different ways to do things I think is a good good middle ground for libertarians um, <clears throat> to see what works and what doesn't you know social distancing you know um, mortality rates um, gloves you know all that other stuff I think we're all learning as we go and I think um, we're hopefully learning as fast as we can but you know it's it's human nature to not be perfect so anyways I think so far so good in the sense that we don't see a nationwide takeover I think for sure at the local level we see some major cities doing some broad shutdowns um, hasn't really turned into force yet and to coercion I think a big eyesore for Republicans and Democrats is coercion right forcing people against their will um, and that's a lot of times with you know using law enforcement using you know um, punitive punishments to get people to do what they need to do what they need to do but I think for now I haven't seen a whole lot of that you know um, I think in, in major cities you're not seeing police 
arrest people for, you know, walking in the streets or playing basketball. I know they're asking people to disperse, and a lot of people are complying. Um, but I don't think I've seen any major arrests or anything like that. So that, it's good that we. I think we've hit a moment in society where we think we were we think we were more divided than we really were but i think when push comes to shove we are working together even republicans and democrats believe it or not they're actually working together to get things done um they may disagree in degree and severity in which they want to do things but that kind of comes with the territory and i think they've found some middle grounds to just get something done and i think um i don't know i'm being very optimistic but i think we are doing really well a lot of the um local governments um i think the mayor of houston and the governor of texas um has reported that they're seeing kind of a slowing down of the infection rate which is good i think they're saying you know people are obeying the stay-at-home orders um people are avoiding you know contact with other people and um you know the rate is slower than they expected so hopefully once it hits the plateau and comes down that we will be a little bit earlier than expected i know for my work you know we're not i think we're not planning on returning to our offices until like may and even then you have to kind of phase in people right you can't just have everybody come at the same time so um we're looking probably mid-may um to be the most optimistic but we'll see what happens i think for now again just like we said before you know um focusing on what's the good for your family um not putting them at risk not putting them in danger um and just staying alert now when it comes to the personal care, I think a lot of people have talked about this. You know, how do you stay sane? How do you stay healthy? Um, how do you do all those things? How do you manage that while you're in this moment? And a lot of it, you know, I think, I think a lot of it echoes with the individuality, right? What, you know, we are all unique in what we do and how we do it so what is it that motivates you that you get enjoyment out of um, or that you feel productive with um, those types of things I think it's really easy or very fundamental to figure out what those things are and work a schedule right I think once you can get organized with that to say these are the things I like to do that are fun that I can do at my house, <laughs> right? Or in the yard. Um, these are the things that make me feel productive. And then, you know, there's, in, you know, in the truth, there's just some things you have to do, right? Cleaning your house, washing your clothes, um, you know, feeding the dogs, whatever it is. So obviously, you know, set some time for those things. Make sure you get your daily routine in, but also find some time, build some time in to have fun whatever it is you do um me and my wife we do enjoy playing video games we love uh, comic books 
and we love watching movies so i think we're perfect we are built perfect for this environment that we are in right now because we do a lot of this stuff normally we stay home we watch we play video games we watch tv we watch you know read comic books um on top of that we also have been working out from home um for you know the past several years so we're also used to that so you know our my routine now is get up let the dogs out exercise walk the dogs um make coffee you know log into work you know take get my work done eat lunch you know all that stuff and then once i'm done then i sit down and play video games or watch tv or spend time with my wife um either way so i have my own cadence and i think the importance is that everybody finds a cadence that will make you feel productive that will make you feel some accomplishment but also will give you time to enjoy yourself and um I, you know i personally feel like time connecting with my wife is a very important one i um I, i'm really grateful to um to be with her in this time um because i think we just have a we have a great relationship right very open communication similar um fun stuff we like to do um you know we also have all our own things that we like to do she loves you know choir and singing and i love martial arts so we go off and do our own thing on that one but at the core you know we still both love comic books we love both love doing video games we both love spending time with each other playing with the dogs etc so i think that at our core is a good bonding and then you know branching out and do your own thing for some individual time i think is always also good as well but we have plenty to do and hopefully everybody out there has things to do as well um and i think human contact is uh well human communication um human engagement i would say is probably really important right now and i think i think everybody's realizing that i i um, I think kind of in our modern era we are so so interconnected um, and we see each other's Facebook posts and check-ins and videos and I think um, I think maybe we I think maybe we had taken it for granted for a little bit you know um, kind of viewed viewed as a as, as cheap um, because everybody's doing it and everybody's on it and we didn't really appreciate it for what it was is you know stepping into someone else's world and and seeing what's going on and i think um now that we are kind of refrained from actually going out and engaging with people um i think it really hopefully helps us appreciate human connection um, and human communication i think i see more positive stories of people setting up time to do virtual happy hours or you know zoom you know with the family and friends so we are for sure putting more effort into communicating and reaching out to people which i think is good and i think it's a good attribution to today's society and today's modern technology that people are learning to use their tools and i think um, that's really important hopefully we remember that these tools and this technology saved us saved our bacon from complete isolation um or risking you know people who feel completely isolated it's they want to go out and go out and talk to people face to face instead of using your tools you know so i think hopefully once we get out of this we realize you know that 
you know, we can communicate with people over FaceTime or whatever. We can work from home. So um, I think, you know, in, in certain ways, I think most some people see the, the core of the economy as like truck drivers and uh, manufacturers and things like that, right? People have to keep making keep making things and shipping things and and all that but also on the other side is the new age the digital economy and i think that's still thriving um even even right now um it's really saving our bacon so hopefully it pushes us even further into the digital economy um anyways so hopefully everything out there is going okay hopefully everybody's well um well, i know there's a lot of people that are unemployed right now so hopefully you're making do um and weathering the storm and finding some alternatives for now um there's always something to do there's always something um that for people to be to be had and so hopefully you're finding something like that out there don't really have sorry don't really have any solid suggestions but you definitely know that the delivery services are peaking right now right the uber eats the doordash the you know instacart that type of thing um and um hopefully if you're out there and you're looking for something temporary um, you can find something like that. Hell, I remember even before I started working with my current job, which I've, I've been in for about 10 years now, but I was in between jobs. And obviously here in Texas and this, you know, specifically in the United States, you got to work, right? So, you know, in between jobs and, um, you know, I had to give it a little bit of time to get, get what I wanted. But in between, you know, you got to make ends meet and you got to do what you got to do and um, I actually did a courier job for maybe two or three months I think it was two months maybe less maybe a month and a half to two months um, did a courier job you know literally picking up packages and dropping them off with my car um, but I had to do it right I had to pay rent I had to pay you know obviously food and stuff like that so um, you know even those jobs that are a little bit tough a little bit hard um, they can get you by they can get they can float you for a little bit um until you get where you need to go and i think maybe that's where we are in this position is maybe you're not looking at irrecoverable um unemployment maybe you're looking at temporary unemployment and what do you do between then um you know and unfortunately i think um it will make a lot of people reevaluate they're spending right what are our daily expenses are they really necessary can we get rid of them you know um, can we balance ourselves within our budget I think a lot of people are gonna ask that question um, and then once we get back to normal you know what things can you add and, and what value do they add to your life I think that's something important especially you know here in in, in our household we've been talking about is are these extras that we've been paying out, you know, were they really necessary, you know? And if they if they're not, do they if they don't add any value, if you don't enjoy them, 
then why are we paying for them? You know, why are we adding that excessive um, cost to our budget? So take a look at that. Think those through that through those things. Are, is this really vital? Is this really necessary? If not, maybe I should get rid of it. Um, yeah. Or you know, you think about a lot of people have very little in savings. I think I know that's something that was talked about before coronavirus. So you know, could you have saved a little bit more? That's a good question. You know. But I can't answer that for you. You know, every person has a, a unique situation. But I think the fundamentals that we look at in personal finance, personal budgeting, versus the government finance and government budgeting are not too dissimilar, right? They're pretty. They're very much the same. You know, how much are we spending? Are we spending more than we're taking in? Um, if so, then you've got to make some cuts. You know, um, and that's that's how you balance a budget. You know, and if you have debts, okay. Let's pay the debts back. But does the payment of the debt fit into your budget still? Um, if not, you've got to make cuts. And I think, you know, when it, when you talk about libertarian principles versus Republican and Democrat, this is probably the, uh, one clear one is overspending. Um, doesn't matter what's, you know, what your interest is, whether it's the military or whether it's, um, you know, increasing welfare um, you know, whatever it is, it's still not within your budget and you still got to do some budget cutting, you know? And I think that's where the hard part is with Republicans and Democrats, you know, they never want to cut spending. It never goes down. It always goes up, you know? Um, and I think we are heading in a direction where we can get pretty close to liquefying our economy, meaning, you know, how much money can you throw at it? How much money can you give people till it just doesn't work? And I think we're about to see that, right? All the money that the government is loaning to businesses, to people directly, um, to its own um, coffers, I think we're going to see that money, the dollar, is just not getting the job done. And uh, I think that's, you know, could drive us into uh, an economic depression. So the question is, how do we get back up on our feet as quick as possible? And I think that's something fundamentally when you look at things like Austrian economics, you know, et cetera, you look at the impact that government involvement has on slowing down that recovery. Um, or you could say how little impact government involvement does to help bring back the economy i think the economy swings back on its own and it needs some creativeness inventiveness um people to hustle you know that's really what it is so and we see that right we see that with with immigrants you know immigrants in the united states are hard working they hustle you know that's why they're here so um we see that it's it's possible we see that it's 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 you're capable you know people have had far less you know you know the shirts on their backs a hundred dollars coming here to the united states and they've made it right they will make it work you know i think that's such a good inspiring story for people that 
have lived here for so long and have had it so good for so long, you know, that people have had far less. People have had far less and have made it here. They've made it work. And I think we can still do that, you know. We have good systems in place. We have such an open open season on people coming here and making whatever they want to of their lives, right? You can start a business, you can work for somebody else, you can work in a partnership, you can do whatever, you could sell, you could make or sell whatever you want, you know? So I think let's keep that going. Let's keep that free market, or relatively as much of a free market as we have, let's keep it going and um, let's see what happens. So anyways, um, wanted to leave off with a more positive note. I know we're hitting the peak or we're getting into the peak of um, the coronavirus infection rate. So I want to start looking out to the future. Obviously, keep your head in the present for the most part. Take care of yourself. Take care of your environment. Um, be a little bit, have to be a little bit more self-reliant for now. But once we get out of it, we can get back into the community, back on the stage of larger, broader picture questions. Um, and we'll hit all those, right? We'll hit all those. So I'm going to finish off with saying um, that I am going to try some different means of modes of transportation for this podcast. Um, I know a lot of people are doing um, Zoom um, YouTube, things like that. Um, and I'm going to try to experiment with them and see what happens. Uh, hopefully, I think the big thing is just learning the technology. So how do I do those, but then strip the audio for a podcast is my next adventure to figure out. But I wanted to say thank you for listening. Um, thank you for staying strong out there. A lot of things going on. A lot of good, a lot of bad. Don't pretend that the bad doesn't exist please be aware please feel comfortable in facing the reality of this of this situation and then and then find the good you know to say it's bad but we're gonna get through it find the solutions right we know it's bad we know we know we're facing this and this is gonna be my solution so I think when you look at these things and you and you see what's going on, don't be afraid to say this is bad or this is not a good situation. Um, facing the truth, facing the reality is, again, another core principle of libertarianism, you know. Um, I think that's probably one of the ultimate things is the truth. Um, and it should be core to politics, you know personal beliefs, etc. So, anyways, go out there, understand your reality, but also don't be held down by it. Find the solutions that you have, and that's core to libertarianism, core to the free market, core to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is you facing the odds and finding the solutions there. All right, I think I'm going to finish up here. Thank you for listening. And um, you'll see me again pretty soon.